Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Arizona Climate and Health Podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Brewer, and my co-host, Elisa Benitez, and I are here to talk about the health impacts of climate change and the health advocacy happening in communities. Our episodes will consist of interviews with physicians, community leaders, and nonprofit organizations to highlight the grassroots efforts being done to curb the health effects of climate change. For our first episode, we'll be following the same interview format, but starting right here at home with the Arizona Climate and Health Initiative, which is a grant-funded collaboration of faculty and students at the University of Arizona who are teaming up with community members to learn and teach about the interactions between climate and health. This initiative is the parent project to our podcast and where we are starting today. So for today's episode, we're going to do introductions on a few things. First, us, your hosts, and the initiative itself and the people who created the project, our supervisors. Before we even get into our introductions, we want to say thank you to our listeners, because choosing this podcast means to us that you have some interest in learning more about the health impacts of climate change and that you care about what is happening to your communities in the future um, ahead of us. As I said, my name is Meredith Brewer. I'm a first year Master of Public Health student with a concentration in global health at the University of Arizona. I received my bachelor's in health science with minors in international studies and health from Bradley University located in Illinois. My passion for public health and health education was really sparked during my Peace Corps service. I served as a health volunteer in Guyana, which is a small country on the north coast of South America from 2018 to 2020, where I focused on improving adolescent health in my community. It was because of my Peace Corps service that I'm here with you all today. As an RPCV or a return Peace Corps volunteer, I have a fellowship opportunity during my graduate program. So I chose to work with Julie and Heidi at the Arizona Climate and Health Initiative. And I agreed to co-host this podcast, something they're very excited for me to take on. Um, so I'm here with Elisa and I'm gonna turn it over to her so she can introduce herself and then we'll get started in today's episode. Hello everyone, my name is Elisa Benitez and I am in my third year of my master's program, completing a master's in public health and a master's in business administration at the University of Arizona. I found my love for public health at Northern Arizona University, where I completed a bachelor's in public health and a minor in Spanish. My passion only just grew for not only public health, but global health, as I also was a Peace Corps volunteer. But I served in Guatemala, which is a country in Central America, from 2017 to 2019, focusing on bringing health topics to elementary schools. I'm working with the AZ Climate and Health team as a part of my internship for my MPH, and I'm just loving co-hosting with Meredith over here. So with that, we can go ahead and get started. As Meredith already mentioned, today we're interviewing the co-founders, Julie Jernberg and Heidi Brown of Arizona Climate and Health, to get some insights into how this team came to be. So I'm going to start with the Julie's bio. Dr. Julie Jernberg is the Director of Ambulatory Medicine Clerkship and Health and Societies Thread at the University of Arizona College of Medicine in Tucson. Having gone to elementary through high school in a rural county in the Midwest, Julie came to really value the practical knowledge and the lived experiences of her neighbors. As a physician and educator, some of her favorite aha moments came from hearing the observations and questions 
posed by those who came to the clinic with real-world problems and a complex lived experience. She received her MD from University of Illinois College of Medicine and Internal Medicine Residency at University Hospital, Cleveland, Case Western, with fellowships in geriatrics at the University of Wisconsin and integrative medicine at the University of Arizona. Meredith? Great, I will introduce Heidi. Heidi Brown is an associate professor of public health at the University of Arizona in the Department of Epidemiology and Biostatistics. Heidi's passion for vector-borne diseases and specifically how the environment influences the di distribution and spread of disease. Working with the Arizona Climate and Health team allows her to merge her research interests into application to hopefully improve the health for the future. She is inspired to integrate strong scientific evidence into real world applications. Climate change is a wicked problem, she says, but one in which she believes we can address if we have the courage to do so. She received her PhD from Yale University and her MPH from George Washington University. She was also a postdoctoral fellow at Oxford University and the US CDC. Thank you, Julie and Heidi, again, for taking the time to be a part of our first podcast. I know the two of you are probably hoping to stay hidden uh, during this project, but we know that sharing the reason behind the initiative will give le uh, listeners, you know, the background needed to, you know, move forward with this project and spread the word a little bit more. So let's get started. Uh, what types and Again, whoever wants to go first, uh, what types of climate and health work did you both do before you met and started this initiative? Um, how did you get involved in this work, essentially? Oh, if, if I can, I'll go ahead and go first. This is Heidi. I want to thank you both. Um, I think that's quite right. I did hope I could stay hidden, um, but thanks for, for pulling me out of the the background. Um, it's really amazing that you guys are taking the time to do these podcasts and doing such a nice job on them. Um, because I think they're going to be a really nice way for people to hear from the people who are doing the work and get some really nice examples and, and help to bring um, information about the health effects of climate to a broader audience. So um, before I talk about how I got started, I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to you both. Um, Julie and I are really glad that you guys are doing this and we're really excited for how it progresses. Right. So you asked what started. So I started with vector-borne diseases um, and you can't go very far in vector-borne diseases if you're not thinking about the environment um, and how the environment is influencing where they are, how many, um, how they're moving around the landscape, how they're coming into contact with humans um, and animals. And so that's really, there's always been a climate angle to the work that I've done. Um, moving to Arizona, um, you can't escape the heat. Um, I love the heat, <laughs> um, but you can't escape the heat. And certainly as we start looking at um, what climate impacts there are to health, we're, we're starting with heat here in this region. Um, and those are probably the two places that I've gotten most involved is innately, you can't do vectors without thinking environment. And then moving here, heat has really been um, such a big project of it. And looking at, you know, how many people's lives are affected by the heat. And I also like to think that we can learn and Arizona has a lot of experience with heat. Um, and so I think for me, it's kind of a place to how can I share about what Arizona does for heat outwardly. Um, and so that's been very inspiring in thinking about heat and all the different impacts that climate has on health. I became interested in climate actually 
from my youth, I was very interested in what horses are doing to the natural environment. Having lived in a um, area that had farms and also dunes and seeing some major impacts and also some major successes of human interventions. The more recent um, foray into climate change, I think, was a, a series of events and a confluence of different um, influences. Um, one was just being in the clinics and seeing during the heat season what some of our patients were going through. Not everybody has access to air conditioners. Some people have to work outside. We are really seeing the firsthand impacts of the heat that is out there. Um, and I, there was one particular episode where I was working with a medical student and a resident in the clinic and a patient was being uh, zoomed in on a telemedicine visit and, and he had changes that could have been anything, but the medical student was really clever in getting a history of the fact that this is July, this is Tucson. He was outside trying to do some yard work. And he, as a result, had changes in mental status. He was nauseated. He had um, real fatigue, was taking nap, couldn't barely get up. And the medical student was smart enough to ask the wife, well, do you have air conditioning? And the answer was no. And um, we advised emergency evacuation to the hospital. And in fact, his core temperature was quite high. And the final diagnosis was that he was in fact suffering from close to heat stroke, if not heat stroke, which is an emergency situation with a high fatality rate, especially in older patients. My area of focus in medicine is geriatrics. And so my particular patient group is particularly vulnerable to the impacts of heat. And so I see it on the individual level at the patient level, but I also see it in what the medical students really are wanting and what the residents are wanting and what a lot of physicians and other people in healthcare are asking for is real knowledge about what to do once somebody has been affected by heat or how can we prevent somebody from really succumbing to serious heat illness? And then it's a natural extrapolation from there to ask the question, well, what can we do to keep this from getting worse and to really try to protect society as a whole, which is where the public health part of this team comes in. And, and you guys in public health have the hardest and the most important job. And um, my focus is more on the, the individual patient and educating the physicians and other people in the clinical world. Awesome. Thank you both for, for sharing your stories. I think it's interesting. It sounded like you both had a, an interest early on in your lives that has brought you to this point. And then from there, you know, you've both gone on different career paths. You've got Heidi in public health and then you, Dr. Jernberg, as a, as a physician focusing on geriatrics. And so with you two being in two different fields at the University of Arizona, 
how did you two meet and how did this project come to be? I'll start that, Heidi. Um, so I, I, as part of my role at the university at the College of Medicine, I'm in charge of the health and society's thread for the medical students. And um, there's a real push to get climate change into medical education. And so we have this one lecture in the medical school on climate change. And um, a colleague of ours, Dr. Armin, recommended that I speak with Heidi Brown and a colleague of hers, Erica Osthoff, about collaborating and not just doing that individual medical, this is how you diagnose this, this is how you treat it, but actually looking at the broader picture and looking at it from a public health or societal point of view. And so um, our first lecture was a group effort with Heidi and Erica and me, and we did exactly that. We parsed it out and I did the individual medical part and then Heidi and Erica tackled the public health and the prevention part. And um, it was that relationship, I think, that really took off. And I realized that um, as wonderful and as much as I love that individual patient part, we've got to start looking at the bigger picture. And um, I may not have the resources myself, but luckily at the University of Arizona, I have just connected with these amazing colleagues. And, um, and that's how we started collaborating. And then luckily we get graduate students like the two of you who really spur us to keep going and to tackle a new challenge each time. And, um, and it's really, it's, it's exciting. Um, sometimes it feels a little daunting and um, that's where having this team really, really has been valuable because when it feels like individually, we may not be able to forge forward. Um, you guys and the rest of the team really put us up to the water trough and then help us drink. I'll just add that I think it's such an exciting project that like Julie mentions, it started with teaching, you know, and we are at a university academic institution. And it is kind of cool that it started with a class and then it's, grown from there and, it, and that's always you know really rewarding as a as an instructor and researcher that kind of sometimes I separate those two worlds and it's nice to find a way to bring them together and then I'll just tag a little bit on what Julie said is <laughs> in academics we spend so much time on grants and grant writing and research projects that a couple of years back I decided that I'd work with people I like and it was really I like working with Julie and it was really nice to to join a team and and she's absolutely right when I'm like oh I can't do this it's not gonna you know it's 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 too hard <laughs> um she reminds me that it is hard but it's hard because it's a wicked problem and it's it, it it's hard but it's definitely something that we want to work on we want to see move forward um and and so i get inspired from that so that's the other is you know working finding someone that you can work with um and that is a lot of fun to work with has helped this project i think you know inch along as it's inched along i love I mean, hearing yeah oh, no go okay. ahead we're probably gonna say a similar thing yeah. but <laughs> i love hearing and like seeing this collaboration between the two different fields because in my mind it's 
so important. You know, public health gets neglected, I think, sometimes, and people don't always necessarily know what it is, but it is really important. And here in the U.S., we have a focus, you know, on helping that individual patient, which is extremely important. But when you couple it with public health, then I think that's where you really see the success. So it's exciting to, to see this cross collaboration. Yeah. And I can, we feel the um, collaboration efforts and like the connection you guys have on this topic, we feel it. Um, both Elise and I chose this project separately. Um, and a lot of it was based off of you two and your passion for the project. So we feel it and we see that not just that you guys are passionate about it, but you are very encouraging in it and just like, here's our project. We want to bring you two on. What can you do? Cough, cough, please do a podcast, um, <laughs> which we were totally happy to do. Uh, and it's just not just us, but the rest of the team, too. You guys have really pulled in some great people. So in your own words, you know, we've just kind of briefly described what Arizona Climate and Health is. But how, one of you describe, you know, what is the initiative? Kind of what are the goals and what are the objectives? So what are what are we grant writing to? What are we telling funders um, for the project? I'll start and then Heidi will will elaborate and and take it the next level as we tend to do here. Um, uh, what we what we initially started with is that there was actually a propitious set of dual needs. One need was there needs to be climate change education in the clinical setting. So I happen to be working with medical students, so that's where I aimed. But it's not just the medical students. It's the residents. It's the nurse practitioners. It's the nurses. It's the therapists. We all really need to, to see what we can do and how we can be involved at both the individual level, which is my forte or my area of of expertise, but also taking that and really having a broader impact and a preventive impact and and really having major uh, changes wrought. Um, the initiative, so, so there's the need for climate change in clinical education. Um, there's also a real need for clinical education outside the university setting. So what we need, to, what we're hoping to do with this needed education is use this as a way to really have a bi-directional give and take mutual learning, mutual teaching with clinicians, public health workers, um, other people involved in health or science um, or community and not just isolate ourselves in our little academic realm in our ivory tower, but really learn from the people on the ground, learn from the people that were my neighbors when I was growing up, um, learn from the people who really have the firsthand experience and not just the book learning as, as we used to say rather derisively um, when I was, when I was young. But the collaboration of the different people who are affected and who have effects on this huge climate change problem is, I think, an opportunity as well as a challenge. So especially with you guys and your, your Peace Corps 
background and your ability to uh, your, your experience and ability educating and reaching out and helping forge sort of connections between communities that may not have had those connections in the past. Um, I think that's as important as actually addressing the climate change itself. And I think that's a great place for me to sort of chime in. And that's exactly what the podcasts are is I think we, we all sometimes struggle with, I want to do something, something needs to be done. How do I do something? And we're hoping that these podcasts will give people ideas and examples of, you know, here's what your neighbor is doing. Here's what someone else in your community is doing to, um, to, to have an, a, an impact, to have an effect and, and start doing something about it. And I think, I mean, that's really what I'm hoping that the podcast will do is, you know, I'm frustrated. I want to do something. Oh, let me go and find some examples and here's some examples. There's somebody like me um, and this is what they're doing. Maybe I can do that too. You both make very good points there. And, you know, as Heidi, I like your words of calling it like a quote unquote, it's a wicked problem, right? There's, <laughs> there's a lot of influencing factors and a lot that goes into this. So various different areas that the, the focus can be on. And we're excited for this podcast as well. You know, we've started doing other interviews and it's going to be some great information coming out. But as with any problem, especially problems this large, you know, there's always challenges. So what are challenges that you two have faced being active in climate-related health work? specifically in, in your careers and as emerging, as emerging medical professionals? Well, I'll, I'll take a first stab at that because it's actually exactly what you said. They're, these are hard, right? These are hard problems that there's a lot of factors that are involved in it. And it's not just in understanding the science behind, you know, what, what, how is warming affecting my individual health? How is, you know, precipitation extremes affecting my individual health, but all of the factors that go into what do we do about it? You know, when I was in grade school, they told us to shut the water off while you're brushing your teeth and to turn the lights off. Like, is that, is that going to be enough? You know, now we talk a lot about recycling. Is that going to be enough? And, and I think that all of those factors that get us involved in the motivations that people have behind the decisions that that's my challenge slash motivation is is trying to to tease that apart to understand that and to make some headway because you know we're humans humans like we like straightforward answers do this and that will happen and i think in this in this realm of trying to understand and protect our health it, it's not do this and that will happen because there's so many other factors and so really trying to um identify the way to approach the problem, the, the players that need to be in the room to discuss the problem, the way to um, turn it from a problem to a solution. I think those are both, if you could see me, I'm smiling because they're exciting challenges, but at the same time, they're the challenges that make it such a complex, hard, challenging um, kind of place to work. Yeah, I would... I, I... I have this same sort of pervasive mulling over 
thoughts? I mean, at what level can we really have an impact and what should we be doing and how much is requiring policy intervention and how much is an individual um, contribution going to be of significance? Um, I'm excited because the medical students just approached me and said, we want to start an advocacy group and we want to connect with other people. Could you connect us with the College of Public Health folks and the nursing folks and the pharmacy folks and all the other areas that comprise health at the university? And they're really enthusiastic and they are ready to go to the state legislature. They're ready to set up their own podcast. They're ready to connect across divides that really haven't been broached significantly before, but the students are ready to do it. And they're ready to tackle this at both an individual patient level, but also they're much more adept and agile than I am and starting to reach over into the other groups to make a real set of powerful connections that maybe will be able to make some policy changes, some economic changes, really force the hand of people or corporations or others who really have huge impact. And I think that to me, that's super exciting. Even though I I, I keep saying, I don't have time for advocacy group. I don't have time. I don't have time. Now I'm all in and I'm checking their progress every day and I'm helping in the background um, sort of make the initial connections if they need it. But um, I think that that's going to be the way that where things are going to be tackled is the young folks and the people who, I don't know if they're fearless or they're just really brave, but they are plunging forward. They're talking to people they don't know. They're connecting in ways that is so inspiring. And I guess I kind of, uh, Julie, hearing you say that, it kind of leads me into my next question as to with these challenges that we're discussing and that we see with the project, um, what keeps you motivated, right? Like what keeps you guys motivated to working on the initiative when you both have very busy separate schedules um, and keeping the team together? uh, What is your motivation factor that keeps this pushing forward? To me, it's it's you guys and it's other students and it's my medical students and it's my kids um, at a very personal level. And um, I feel like I really don't have a choice. Um, and if I don't have a choice, I may as well embrace it and make make it a fun challenge and sort of give as much as the rest of the obligations um, let me give. And really, it's it's seeing you guys in your faces and hearing the podcasts that you've already worked on and hearing what your goals are and your long-term goals. And really, that's the most inspiring. And I'll only add that even though in most of my life I'm not an optimist, I'm an optimist when it comes to like, I do, I do think that we can make a difference and we can have an impact. Um, and I like selfishly, I like being a part of other people doing that. I like being a part of, of, of seeing that and, and that we, we can, we can make a difference and we can improve people's health. Okay. Next question we have for you both is, you know, how do you envision this initiative continuing and growing 
what's your dream for what it will become? You know, it's, it's in its infancy essentially right now. You've got the one curriculum out and, you know, starting to familiarize it with others, but where does it go from here? Um, as you mentioned, we have the one curriculum. So we did heat and heat related illness. And we started with that one because heat is one of the more direct effects that we see with climate change. It's one of the more understood. And as I mentioned before, we live in Arizona and it's a sort of an obvious, um, obvious one. Um, but I think I'd like to see more modules developed, um, integration into um, curriculum across the country. Um, I think working at multiple levels. So Julie mentioned that we kind of started with medical students, but there's a need, you know, across the spectrum. Um, and so I'd kind of, I'd like to see that component of it as well. Um, and then also, you know, I think we've come at it, we've asked and tried to listen and hear what the need is. Um, but, you know, we're academics. And so we, I mean, we're instructors, we kind of come at it from that level. Um, and so I'd like to to continue to see it evolve as, you know, where are the needs? What is, what, what, what do people want to hear um, in these podcasts? What kind of information and in what setting um, do we want to, to, to get this kind of information? And then I'm really inspired to kind of think of it both um, as, the, as a service of, you know, how can we better serve, um, but also to put an academic lens on that is, you know, talking about climate and climate change can be charged. Um, and is there a way that we can find a, I, I think health can sometimes serve as that non-confrontational, like we all want to be healthier. Um, and that that might be a way to sort of have these conversations. So taking an academic lens to that component of it is, you know, how how do we best get these messages across and communicate them to the people that um, need to hear it as the various levels of, of people that need to hear it? You know, how do we better educate to make sure that the messages are getting out there um, to the people that need to hear it and that they are hearing it, you know, that we're not using language that shuts people down because they don't want to talk about it or it's not my problem, um, which I think we have a lot of in these kind of, you know, it's 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 local, um, but our effects have such a broader effect. So how do we kind of engage in those conversations? So those are the things that kind of keep me motivated of, you know, I, I think we can change and I want to be able to do it well and in meeting the needs of the people that need it. I agree. Um, and I also want to, if it's feasible at all, really bring in the community folks and have them be part of the next iteration of the next modules, the next teaching. I mean, we have the medical aspect, the individual diagnosis and treatment, then we have the public health and prevention aspect. We have an education part of it. And I think that I really want to have collaborative development of these modules going forward and really get the other, other people not part of the university system helping us or we're helping them or we're collaborating together, however you wanna say that, as this is how we're going to move forward and this is going to be a joint effort and this is going to be um, useful for everybody um, 
at one level or another and not just for select few. But in order to do that, we need to have the voices from the different communities and and really have it as something that is friendly and comfortable, um, challenging, but not just a one-way street. It's got to be a mutual effort. Thank you both for that. I love the idea of having this curriculum like all over the country and the exciting part about reaching out to the community, not only here within Arizona, but communities in other parts of the country is we might also find people who are doing similar things to this, you know, and then at that point we can come together and from there it'll just slowly grow and grow. And I know that's part of the reason for this podcast as well is to to reach out, reach a wider audience. And that's why we chose to start this podcast series with the two of you, because you know, you're the the passion behind it, the, the kickstarters for the project. So as we continue with this podcast series, is there any last words you'd have for our listeners as, as far as why they should listen in and, you know, just anything else you'd like to, to add before we close up? Um, I would love if you're out there listening and you have some ideas or you have some concerns or you want to collaborate or you want to be part of the outreach, um, there are a lot of needs. Um, Heidi and I are doing this just in our spare time, um, but we would love to have a community of non, well, university too, but also community of communities as part of this endeavor. Wonderful. Thank you, Julie and Heidi. Thanks so much for meeting with us today. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to come and talk to us about AZ Climate and Health Project and explaining to our listeners how this team came to be. And without you both, we would not be here hosting this podcast. So we appreciate the time. And thank you guys so yeah, much. Thank you both. Really, you guys are, are running and right on your show. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, nice work. You're totally inspiring. Thanks again. Awesome. What's for all our listeners out there? If you're interested in learning more about any of the resources mentioned in the podcast, you can find that information in the show notes. You can also find the AZ Climate and Health Project website link and our social media accounts there. Make sure to follow us wherever your podcasts and on social media so you can stay up to date with the show and the project. And additionally, any and all support as well as your feedback for this podcast is appreciated. So please, you know, hit the like button, share it with your friends, coworkers, family, whoever else you think might be interested. Um, if you know of a person, organization, like Julie mentioned, that is making a positive impact towards addressing the health impacts of climate change, please let us know. Um, our contact information is included on the website. And again, I'm Meredith and Elisa, and we are really appreciative to have you on this journey with us. Thanks for listening to the Arizona Climate and Health Podcast. 